Content warning. The Adventures in Hellworld podcast talks in depth about QAnon, which means we have to talk about all kinds of child abuse and violence against people. Listener discretion advised. Hello, everybody. I am Mike Raines, a.k.a. Poker and Politics, and welcome to another episode of Adventures in Hellworld. This week, I am joined by Sarge. Yeah, most weeks. I, I've started my own mug club in that I, I brought a mug of coffee to the recording. So, hooray. Oh, give, me, give me $50 million a, a year. Yeah, uh, no no problem. We're going to get on that any moment now. And also, the mysterious L. Hello, my beautiful babies. <laughs> grizzled man voice. It's so grizzled. I'm here and I'm grizzled. You, did, you didn't mute yourself fast enough during the, the intro. I heard, yourself, heard you practicing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it happens sometimes. You know, I'm always... My, my favorite part about any, any medium like this, because it's happened a couple of times now between D&D and this, is... Uh, like when people hear that, they think it's a real hoot and a holler, and they like to bring it up, which is great. Uh, but also, uh, practicing that shit is like, I am a better DM than all the other DMs you've ever played. With. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the truth, absolutely. I I don't practice. Uh, <laughs> I don't practice doing voices, and I'm very bad at it. So yeah, it is fun to bring up, but. You know, and, what? and a lot of the times I use the dumb little intro to our show to sort of workshop potential ideas because I, I still haven't settled on a character voice for the most for the next character I'm playing in a game. Anyway, we're already into the weeds. I've done, <laughs> I've done, I've done a dumb, stupid voice, and we're already talking about like nonsense for extended amounts of time, uh, which is fine and all. But I, I don't know if we need to, to belabor this particular point. Uh, That's I fun. Guess, uh, improv. Yes. <laughs> My acting skills. Hey. Rule, rule threes. We'll bring it up at least two more times. Hey, we. I'm uh, one of those out right now. Uh, so I knew that I wasn't quick enough on the mute button, and once I got myself muted, I was just like, I could cover over this by doing a different voice, and then I was just like, no, fuck these guys. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I was like, I, I have like, I have like a bad goofy in my back pocket. I could do, or just like, I like pitch it down a bit and do like a weird clown thing. But I was like, no, grizzled man voice. I have to, I have to find out what grizzled man voice I want to apply to the grizzled man I'm playing in my new game. <laughs> He's so grizzled and old. I think this is an important thing for us to start the podcast because we are the inventors of the no and system of improv. So like, no, we're it- not, Mike. And shut up. Yes. <laughs> So I think if people just took the first five minutes of our podcast and made it into an improvisational class like uh, curriculum, I think they'd be very successful. I think you could launch a career off of the the gold we've been spinning for people for all these all this time. If you yeah, want to get really inside baseball, if somebody went and edited for like this this portion of each episode of the show, like the portion before we get to the amuse bouche, and then Lord knows how much time we wasted before we had the amuse bouche. But if anybody took the, just those segments and edited them together, it would be closer to the sort of podcast I wish I could record. Like more than anything, I just want to create content where I just talk about shit I like randomly with people that I know, and like yeah. I, mean, I, I I don't need to like be beholden to like a concept like QAnon or even politics. I just sort of want to riff. I want to yeah. riff about stuff. Yeah. 
but I'm not famous, so nobody wants to hear me riff about stuff. And there's a lot of people trying to get famous doing that on the internet. So yes. it it's hard. Very, it's hard out there for a riff, I guess. Yeah, it's a it's a crowded market. It is a very crowded market. Yeah, I mean, but sh- certainly they've got room for me. I'm so small. I'm so small. <laughs> I can squeeze right in. L is a wee little lad just trying to make it in this cruel, cruel He's world. He's just a little guy. Yeah, dude, yes. I'm like the new Fivel. I'm so tiny, and everybody just wants to protect me, and I, I have a beautiful singing voice. All of these things. And All I'm Jewish. Them. Or a Jewish allegory, at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fivel. Okay, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> Uh-oh, Sarge lost the thread, so all of a sudden he, he, he turned back in, and I was saying I was Jewish. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... Uh, I said I was Jewish. Hey, <laughs> hey! And that's what we call foreshadowing. Papa. Yes. Somebody call no, every frame of painting. It's because I had to. I had to replay all of Fievel in my head, and then the sequel. Uh, Why did you need to play the sequel to confirm if they were Jewish? Because uh, I've seen you, play, you played the first one in your head. You were just like, I still don't know. Maybe, maybe them traveling to the old west might jog my memory. Because five, five, I've seen Five Goes West more than um, oh, the first one's not even called Five O. It's it's like, an American I'm, tale or whatever. Yeah, but then the second one is an American tale. Five Goes West. Mm-hmm. And your defense at the end of an American tale, Five Goes West, he does order a bagel with a big schmear, and you're just like nailed it. Okay, I was waiting. <laughs> I mean, it was it was. I did not know, but. Anyway, on, the, on, on, on that on that delightful <laughs> on that delightful food and uh, lightly anti-Semitic, maybe depending on where you fall on that. I don't know. Like <laughs> New, New York people love bagels in general, and there are a lot of Jewish folks there, and their bagels are delicious. I'm sorry, I just love a Jewish bagel. Anyway, let's get to our boosh boosh. It's time for a light sampling of insanity. Get ready for the amuse boosh. I feel like I need to stop living in fear of every everything I say being the thing that gets taken out of context and gets me canceled. I have to remind no. myself that I'm not famous and therefore cannot be canceled. <laughs> yeah, we're at least five years away from like well, well, the from what I've seen, it's people going back. You better believe everyone's digging through Justin Roiland's past right now. Um, oh, oh, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. No, we're at least five years away from you saying something now and it getting you canceled. I mean, well, hopefully five years from now, the like the Justin Roiland thing will have spilled over and, you know, people will be taking a look at some of his business partners. I sort of feel like if anybody ever takes like a very critical eye, Dan Harmon's behavior, like they'll just be like, hey, maybe maybe we shouldn't have given this guy like multiple shots or whatever. Anyway, we're in the weeds again. We're supposed to be a boosh-booshing. Our first boosh-boosh uh, topic of this week uh, it involves... Repeating fan favorite topic of QAnon mythos cloning, Uh, uh, like uh, one of the weird sci-fi things they're into. The idea that people are obviously clones, and if they're not clones, they're another gender than the one they're presenting. And if neither of those things, then they're just a groomer. Uh, So I'll turn over to Mike for our weekly clone news update here in our boost segment and a moose boost segment. It's time for clone update. (laughs) Clone update. Oh man, uh, we're gonna have to have Frosty do an incredibly over the top intro for this segment. They were very seldomly going to use. Uh, 
So this week, um, the Buffalo Bills got a ruffle stomped by the Cincinnati Bengals. And while that was all happening, uh, DeMar Hamlin was shown in a luxury box uh, watching the game. Or was he? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, L on the ball knows what knows what's going down here. So the moment I saw this, uh, in case you did not watch the game, it was snowing. So there's a lot of snow in the camera shot, and they show Demar Hamlin through the window, and he, give, he gives the hard handed sign. And the next thing you know, the internet is just like, why couldn't they get a better shot of him? What's really going on here? Is that Demar Hamlin? Is it not Demar Hamlin? What's the NFL hiding from us? Why can't they just tell us the truth about what happened to this poor man? And so these conspiracy theories started just it – w- it was pretty relentless. DeMar Hamlin was trending on Twitter for the past 24 hours, and it's been mostly people doing stuff like, look, I'm not saying anything ha- shady happened to this guy, but he could just sit down and do an interview, <laughs> and it would all be settled. I d- all I want is some evidence, which is the ultimate lie that these people always use because no amount of evidence you ever give them will ever satiate them. They are – Never going to let it drop it. Like uh, when Obama produced his long form birth certificate, they were like, nope, you were still born in Kenya. There's no way you can ever like make these people happy. They will never acknowledge any amount of evidence you've given them is sufficient to make them go, oh, I was mistaken. I'm yeah, sorry. They, their primary superpower is just being immune to evidence. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, he could sit down for an interview and, and clear this up real quick. No one needs to clear up that they're not their own clone. That has never happened outside of a movie. <laughs> also, of all the fucking people to clone, I did not know about who this guy was until he almost died on the football field. Now, granted, I'm sure that he is like a successful athlete, and that's just because I don't watch sports. But still, like, if you're really, really good at sports, your name floats to the top. Right. But like, 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 like if they were going to be cloning anyone, you think they would be cloning a Patrick Mahomes? Because a Patrick Mahomes refuses to not play on his injured ankles. So a Patrick Mahomes is suddenly going to be $500 billion, $500 million flushed down the toilet in three years when he takes like the wrong shot and his body yeah. explodes. That's all stuff I know without having seen any football this season. I know that he was playing on a bad ankle again, and I know that he's still great at quarterbacking, but that's dangerous. So you would think sure that Kansas is. City would want a clone of him lined up. They, they paid half a billion dollars for the guy. Throw another 50 mil on the table and get a clone. Let's yeah, clone under, under Arrowhead, there's a room like out of every sci-fi movie where you the lights go on in stages and you see uh, tube after tube of Patrick Mahomes. They just decant a fresh one for every game. They're still trying to they're still trying to to weed out the defect in his code that makes him want to put ketchup on steak. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, we've seeming, seemingly got Pat's that bit of trivia. Uh, but yeah, they would yeah, absolutely because you, you because you as a people, I'm talking about people in Kansas City, uh, need to you need to look past that because it's it should be incongruous enough that you would have catapulted him to a different state. But because he's very good, he's very good at, at feats ball. You were just like we will. We'll, it, it's like it's like adult Harry Potter fans that love Harry Potter that have to ignore J.K. Rowling. For the the rest of their fucking lives, see, <laughs> see all the shit Tom Brady said and believed in, and the people of New England. Oh yeah, Tom Brady's a wackazoodle, but God, he can throw a ball. So whatever, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's the way it works. 
Um, he could have shot someone dead on Boston Commons and like said, "I'm Tom Brady and I did this." And they've been like, "Well, there's a game this Sunday, so leave it leave it up to the fan of any other NFL team. Whatever you're talking about, their quarterback, they want to they want to start talking about Tom Brady. Isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting? <laughs> how everybody always wants to talk about Tom Brady, yes. almost almost as if though he's the most notable NFL player in the history of the NFL. Absolutely, and he's a total crank. Yep. Anyway, what the what the fuck does this have to do with Hamlin? Nothing. So let's get back to Hamlin and his clone. What has to do with Hamlin either? Because he wasn't cloned, but he could have been. And he I want to hear why they think he was. Yes. So the main the, the main conspiracy theory here is that he died, and that he died due to the vaccine, and so his clone body double shapeshifter, <laughs> uh, rep, reptiloid replicant, whatever it is. It was put in place by the NFL and Big Pharma and George Soros and everybody else because admitting the truth that this man died as a result of the murderous COVID death shot would be bad for business. Uh, DeMar Hamlin himself got in on this. Um, he, his did, latest, did he post the Spider-Man meme with him pointing at himself? That'd be great. If, if, <laughs> if, yeah, if, if only if he did that. Uh, one of his recent tweets was uh, him standing in front of a mural of uh, of himself with the heart hands, and the caption for that is "clone" followed by a ninja emoji because <laughs> he had, because he was he has been wearing he has been wearing like a face wrap like he has a, he's got like a mask on. This is a serious question and not a goof on you. I haven't seen this photo. Are you sure he's doing heart hands and not a Naruto Nimpo hand symbol? Yeah, is he uh, just a is he just a blurred and loves Naruto? Like, there's nothing uh, wrong with that. No, the 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 heart hands emoji symbol has been his trademark like uh, thing that he does on the football field, and now it's become like very much his uh, go to thing that everyone uh, relates to him. And that's unfortunate because every other every other thing he wanted to post there screams Naruto reference. Like, he, <laughs> like he really wished like like he really wished that his heart hand could be the Kagi bunch of no jitsu hand symbol. <laughs> so um, he also posted after that, uh, thanks for all the genuine love, uh, thoughts and prayers from across the world. You, y'all will hear from me soon. Uh, number three, and then the hand heart emoji uh, again. So he has he is stating that I will be doing an interview soon. I will, and then all of you people will admit that I'm alive and not a clone or whatever. Uh, parentheses, no, you won't. You're no, you're so- of course not, because him doing an interview doesn't prove that he's not a clone. That's the thing <laughs> about being a clone. Sh- short of like producing the original, you can't really prove shit about. Like, it's like in some ways, it's one of their their better conspiracy theories because it's really, really hard to disprove. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait for people to start studying like his his eye color and his earlobes and all that kind of stuff because. These people just are obsessed with finding things that prove they're right. And they love earlobes. Like, uh, I think there was like a photo of Jeffrey Epstein's body. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jeffrey Epstein's body being taken out of the the prison. And people were like, look look at the earlobes. Here are photos of Epstein when he was alive. The earlobes are different. They faked it. And I, I, I just love that the deep state is capable of doing all these things, but they just like fuck up and leave clues for the, for these people to catch every now and then the deep state is the Riddler. They always have to make mistakes or they have to leave clues so that Batman can catch them because otherwise they just couldn't exist. 25 years ago, they all saw men in black and they were just like, Hey, remember that scene <laughs> where they just like pulled out that guy's earlobe and his face opened up and it was revealed to be like a robot piloted by a, another entity. 
That's like our whole mythos. We, they were really we, into, we really love that. They were really into Biden's earlobes, too. Oh, yeah. Biden's earlobes. They really don't understand that Biden got plastic surgery. And it's very obvious that, like, at some point in his four years between vice president and president, he was just sort of like, I'm really goddamn old and I look really goddamn old. And if I want to run for president, I need to go see a doctor and get a little snip, snip, slice, slice to get my face looking a little more youthful so I can like pass for 70 ish instead of 1 million ish, which is my actual age. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's just really funny to me. They're like, Biden looks so different. It has to be a clone. Or he just got some work done. He's old and, and has money. And if you want to get work done, you can. Do you people look at those photos of Elon Musk and go, wait a minute. What happened to this man? How did he get a hairline? He must be a clone. It's like, no, Elon just got rich and then had work done. That's how this works. Well, yeah, especially because of, work. of the two of them, who do you think would be more likely to be a clone? Elon Musk or Hamlin? Yeah, yeah no kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> Making... Making meme face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, I mean, the, the real answer is probably Hamlin, because if Elon Clo- if, if Elon Musk could make a clone that works, uh, we'd all be very astonished. He can't even make a robot that works. Or really a car, that, or like, a, like an autonomous car that works. Oh, yeah. God, no. If he could make a clone, maybe his wife wouldn't have left him. <laughs> Take that, Elon. Boom, boom, boom. Uh God, she's just the worst. I like I like some of her music, but how how could you willingly spend that much time with Elon Musk? How could you willingly <laughs> spend that much time with Elon Musk's penis inside of you? Get the fuck she, out of here! She left him, and now we have to deal with him being in charge of Twitter. Yeah, yeah but 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 didn't she leave him after she let him like put two children inside of her? That's insane. At least one alpha alpha two one epsilon point B or whatever they named their kid. <laughs> I'm only making that up a little. Their kids oh, name yeah. it. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think there's there's two, and they both have ridiculous names. Because Elon just had he just had to go that way with it. I just love how like it's part of American culture to get super mad at people who name their kids like like a little quirky, or maybe they put like a Y where an I is supposed to be. And yet, like base Elon names his kids absolute gibberish, and nobody in QAnon or anyone says anything about it. You can give your kid a unique name and put a vowel, a different vowel, in a weird spot. All you're doing is making it hard for them for the rest of their lives. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, how do you spell that? Oh, you spelled my name wrong on this official document. Oh, okay. Well, sorry, your parents suck. Yeah, I sort of feel like I, I don't mind if it, if it. I don't mind if it's some fancy name that somebody just like made up or whatever. Uh, but when you take like a regular name and then you just spell it in a dumb way, it's just like fuck out of here with that. I mean, come on. Yeah, like, there's, <laughs> there, there, like especially with when it's like one of those. There's some names where there's already like two or three established spellings for it, like Jennifer or whatever. Like, and it's just like, hey, if you come at me with like some like it's Jennifer J Y N N Y F Y R Jennifer, it's just like, why are you doing that to your kid? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) anyway, we're not cloning football players, not yet. I mean, I'm 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 happy that Hamlin's clone is here. But that's Uh, a that's a video game I'm now pitching, like sci-fi new Monster League football, where you can clone your best player to keep him going. You can I okay. So if you can clone players, there'd have to be rules for how many and which ones. It'd be like the the franchise tag 
on a player. You can only clone, let's say, two. That's fair, that's, right? That seems fair. Alex, I'll, I'll allow for two clones on each team. And we and we use one on on this on this player again. I mean, I I don't know what the team looks like. Uh, I'm just saying that <laughs> where where the cloning technology and like the immortality tech and all the weird stuff that Cabal's supposed to have, like where that falls, is always really bizarre. Again, right. like Patton, Patton Oswald has weird juice. Like anyway, uh, if if only if only our proud football players would just stop listening to Donald Trump and taking the vaccine <laughs> that he always loved. The vaccine that he created, single-handedly created, and gave to all the masses because he's great. Because uh, unfortunately, apparently, that that's still killing people, according to QAnon. Uh, Mike, tell us how 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 great does Trump think the vaccine is this week? Uh, still great. Uh, he had a recent interview where you could just tell that the interviewer was just sort of like Donnie, baby, sweetie, honey. Your fan base is very much anti-vaccine, and uh, we need you to be popular with them so we can use you as a cash cow to continue to promote our dumb shit. So uh, aren't you a little not happy about the vaccine at this point? And Trump was like, no, the vaccine is awesome and incredible, and it saved hundreds of millions of lives, and it's one of the greatest things I've ever done. It saved his life. Like, I, there's no question in my mind. He he has a ton of comorbidities in what he got covid twice like he got, he got covid once that we know of uh, yeah pre-vaccine and they had to use uh like, oh started, right yeah they had to use regeneron on him when it was when they didn't even know if regeneron was going to work or not because he was he was he was he was bad he was in rough shape at that point i mean like for all of the fact that he's donald trump and a dumb moron and all that stuff you had doctors with the president of the United States in a hospital bed. And they were just like, fuck, this guy isn't going to make it if we don't hit him with the experimental juice and see if it's going to work. So, I mean, like, yeah, that was uh, – and the fun part about it was apparently they, they've talked to, like, Mike Pence's staff. They're like, oh, no, they didn't give us any heads up it was that bad. We had no idea. Mike Pence is just out, like – shooting, playing some golf, hanging out with mother, living the life. He had no idea he was going to get a knock on the door. Being like, hey, buddy, you're the president now. <laughs> get to it. Hop up. <laughs> I, of all the, like, things that stuck with Trump that he should, like, make sense and he should have believed in, why the vaccine? This is a guy that looked at the solar eclipse when they're like, do not look at the solar eclipse. It will damage your dumb, dumb eyes. And we just have video of him just being like, staring directly at the sun and somehow the the vaccine like like dartboard style like got through and is stuck like i like the vaccine i i do or maybe vaccines are just so obviously good for humanity that even donald trump managed to get it right maybe just maybe anybody who still fails to get that right is pretty dumb (laughs) yeah 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 i'm with you but uh yeah, it's wild because uh, you have Ron Johnson recently elected, re-elected schmuck moron from Wisconsin coming out and being like, oh, these vaccines looking kind of suspect to me. Not really sure what's going on there. And of course, Marjorie Taylor Greene is banging her shoe on the table and screaming and yelling about how we have to inve- have investigations and all this stuff. Hashtag died suddenly and all this shit. I mean, and- did you see what the vaccine did to Jeremy Renner? Crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. Oof. I mean... Yeah, just terrible. The terrible what happened to that poor man as a result of the vaccine. We love you, Hawkeye. <laughs> re- recover to the best of your ability, I guess. But from what I hear, half of your body was destroyed. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so you now have this massive section of QAnon that is trying to discern exactly what it all means with Trump loving the vaccine, because Trump can't honestly love the vaccine because that would be terrifying and bad. So you have this very bizarre discourse going on in the community where they try to explain why the vaccine that is incredibly bad and is killing everybody was a good thing for Trump to promote and acceptable. And the general logic here is that the deep state unleashes COVID on us. Somehow Q and Trump didn't stop that. And then also somehow the deep state is able to force Trump into crippling lockdowns. And they are like, okay, now Trump, you're trapped into doing these lockdowns and like the global economy is going to collapse as a result of it all. And the only way you can stop this from like, you can make these lockdowns end is to release a vaccine that will kill everybody. Ha ha ha, we win. And then Trump's like, oh yeah, I'm going to release the vaccine. It's going to kill everybody much quicker than you expected. And then the deep state's like, no, you've tricked us. Now everyone's going to die from the vaccine that you're going to be happy about. Oh no, we lose. Yeah, it's 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 killing all these uh, athletes. It made that one soccer player die in a boat accident. Um, <laughs> I actually saw as a piece of shit talking about the boat accident soccer player pretending like it was something to do with the vaccine. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it, it made that boat flip over. Yes. Yeah, I, they, they, uh, they've been making a lot of breakthroughs in a lot of cold cases where it turns out it was the vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the, the Lady of the Dunes, they found out her identity, mm-hmm. and I'm here to break news on the. We found out the identity of her killer. It was the vaccine. The boy, <laughs> the boy oh in the God. box, eighty year old cold case. Boom! It was the vaccine. Yeah. Yes. Um, the the Kennedy assassination. That was an actual reaction to the the vaccine from JFK. That all of, of that happened there. Just the vaccine all at once in that car. Gov- the governor, the president, just the vaccine. This, yeah, this with like negative forty six or whatever his name is, is like standing at Dilly Plaza pointing at that middle cover or whatever. He's like, "That's <laughs> where the vaccine came from." <laughs> yes, we should just we should just subtract one off of his uh, dumb name every time we mention him. Yeah, when we get the negative one, we have to stop using him. He just doesn't. He's, he, he just he becomes goes, negative. Yeah, yeah. He's just negative. <laughs> no, then we take it into positive. Hopefully, we never have to talk about him again, and this will be the last time we he ever comes up because he just happens to be tied to JFK truth or nonsense. I am ne- <laughs> I'm sure negative forty five will show up again. What's really funny is apparently karma is now a huge part of their mythos. He's actually become a main character just by reporting on them. Like he and the rest of his group now are reacting to her so aggressively. It's just. <laughs> I it's mean, just, I, I have to. I have to imagine that they really hate that she's a woman. I have to <laughs> yeah. imagine that that really sticks in their craw that one of their primary antagonists is a, a, a woman, just yeah. because those goobers have to hate everything. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I have to think they're happy for any attention. There are a bunch of idiots hanging out in Dealey Plaza or were, and some, like they're a spinoff of a spinoff of Q. Like... And then they're even too weird for mainline QAnon. And one very dedicated person on Twitter is documenting they're crazy and they don't like her. They should be celebrating her. They should be, like, blessing her laurels. We wouldn't know anything about them or largely care about them if it wasn't for her. So, Yeah, and, and, you know, uh, for Karma's sake, I'm glad that the cult that is sort of, like, 
decided to bring her into the fold of their mythos is like relatively small <laughs> and yes. also very very far away from her yes none, yes. none, of, them are, none of them are gonna go to australia because they probably don't even think australia exists yeah what, what are they gonna do how are they gonna get to the planet of australia i don't even know if i could get there if i really wanted no. to and i'm a liberal yes <laughs> I, I, I've got I've got Moloch power, and I'm not sure if I can get a ticket on whatever spaceship brings you to Australia. So they've got, it, like, they've got spiders the size of dinner plates and shit. It's wild. Yes. Oh, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> so we 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 don't know. Trump is still pro vaccine, but we don't know why it's stuck or why he's doing. Uh, somebody doing it. somebody sat him down and were just like, "Hey, here are the numbers for the the type of people that are going to die due to the vaccine." And as you can see, almost all of them support you. And almost none of them support Biden. So the people, the, the people that do not want this vaccine are just going to drop like flies. Uh, and those people are your people. And he was just like, okay, it's time to, it's time to, time to try to get them to vax up. I just think that like, he just looks at Operation Warp Speed and he thinks like, that was something I did a bang up job on and I want credit for it. And I don't care how angry it makes like these idiot fans of mine because my idiot fans have to vote for me because they hate my enemies even more. So fuck it. I'm going to toot my own horn here because I'm that, a narcissist. And that I does make credit. sense. Narcissism, so. I believe, it makes sense. more anyway, than bro- Broken clock, etc. We, we have to move on because we're running, running a little long in the boosh. So let's go lightning round. Let's get to our last boosh item of the week. And that is uh, Nick Fuentes come and Nick Fuentes go. Uh, specifically from Twitter. Mike, what happened with Nick Fuentes, and is the story any deeper than he got back on Twitter that got kicked off immediately for reasons that are unknown? Oh, no. He, oh, the reasons he got kicked off were quite well known. Because <laughs> yeah, he, uh, I could guess. Yeah, he uh, jumped into a Twitter space and began praising Hitler and the Unabomber and talked about Jews running the media. He just did all the stuff he was always going to do. And he was just like, thanks for letting me back yeah, on. Yeah, but free speech, etc. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so again, for reasons that are unknown. Yeah, totally. Elon, unknown. Elon Musk told us why uh, he is banned Nick Fuentes. Certainly it could not be over things he was saying. Nope, he didn't. Nope, it was just he let Nick back on. Nick started, started shit again. Nick got kicked off again. And Elon just never explained. He hasn't explained any of it. He didn't explain why he let Nick back on. He didn't explain why he kicked Nick back off. It was just this thing where he was like, oh, hey, I- I run Twitter. I'm going to flip a switch. Oh, that was a bad switch to flip. Switch back again. I've I've got a guess. It's because Kanye West can get in contact with Elon Musk directly. And Nick Fuentes is deep in with Kanye, or was, and I have to assume still is, and said, hey, uh, Kanye, I would bet even unbidden, was like, you should put Nick Fuentes back on Twitter. And Elon was like, yep, that's a great idea. This is this is I have no proof for any of this, but it, it makes a lot of sense. And he did. Nick Fuentes said Hail Hitler, and they were like, Okay, back off you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, pretty much. I've I think I've solved the mystery, Scooby. Like <laughs> I love how somebody I love how so many conservatives and, and like, you know, especially far right conservatives, when they when they get into the club, they're just like, "All right, time for me to choose my avatar. Which historical loser am I going to be really throwing it with? Uh, I don't know the Confederacy. There's a lot of good stuff happening there because I really don't like black people, but ooh, Hitler. Oh, I also really don't like Jewish people. Ooh, <laughs> and they both lost real bad. Ooh, oh, oh my god, I can't. Oh, they're both so. Oh, they both lost so hard. I can't. Yeah. 
they, they, they were so right and so powerful, and yet they lost so badly. Just a crushing <laughs> defeat. Literally the moment that actual America stepped in, it was over for them. It was just like, America's here. They're like, we're gone. Ah, America. <laughs> no. That, that place that's built on freedom and equality. No. Like, <laughs> They, they, they decided that they wanted things to be equal and that they amassed the most guns. Yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so uh, Nick Fuentes is a piece of shit and uh, Twitter sucks, but we're still happy to see him get kicked off before uh, Twitter fully explodes. More on that to come. Yes. Uh, speaking of more on that to come, let's finally roll in to our new segment. From the digital headlines to the digital front lines, it's cues in the news. Mothers, right. lock up your daughters, specifically your underage daughters. Matt Gates is back in the news, uh, and I don't know why. So I'm just going to toss it over to Mike to get us started. Mike, why are we talking about Matt Gates this week? Okay, so Matt Gates appears to be in the process of getting cawthorned. Um, and that was is really kind of frustrating to me. I don't because I think I should have I should have said this on the podcast if I didn't, and it, but. Once they started, him and the other, like, idiots in that caucus started, like, being shit weasels to McCarthy and refusing to make him speaker and pulling all these histrionics and shit, I just felt like somebody was going to drop a dime on Gates and try to get the ball rolling to, like, rat fuck him. Mm, and uh, yeah, and Rebecca Jones, who is someone, like, literally, I've seen a bunch of people on Twitter being like, do not trust this woman. She is not a reputable source for anything. <laughs> this this is, like, th- her putting this out there doesn't mean it's true. And then I saw Rick Wilson of the Lincoln Project being like, I'm not going to confirm what's going on in Florida, but I also ain't going to deny it. So um, this is kind of one of those things where it's like there's smoke. And is it actu- is this an actual real thing or is this a rat fuckery? I don't know. But uh, Rebecca Jones posted this thing, breaking. Matt Gates is believed to be having an affair with his press secretary, Joel Valdez, according to three independent sources. Gates' office and his wife have not responded to requests for comments. This is not Gates' first affair, nor is it his first with a man. And this then led to a bunch of people talking about Nestor, his adopted uh, child, who people are now like, oh, that's a grooming situation. And it's obviously darker and more horrible than we ever thought. And again, I totally feel like it's possible that that Jones here is acting in bad faith, having been given information by other bad actors. But this, if this is true, whatever, Gates being bisexual, I don't give a shit, but this is how Republicans attack Republicans, by smearing them as being not straight. It's just like, oh yeah, you're terrible about all these other things, you tell people not to take the vaccine, you're... What? <laughs> Underage girls, whatever, we've all, who hasn't? Who oh, among yeah. the Republican who, Party? Who hasn't, who hasn't paid an underage girl across state lines to have sex with it? We've all done it before, let's just move on. Yeah. Right. I, I do hate how immediately they're just like, Matt Gates is having uh, an affair with his male uh, secretary or aide or whatever, and people are just like, oh, no. And it's just like, now I'm not saying anything, but I mean, doesn't he also have an adopted son? That's fucking so sketchy. Like, no, not knowing anything about the situation, like, you know, maybe a year from now, I'm, we're, stuff is coming out and I'm eating crow about this. But for the moment, it just seems like a really dumb, gross Republican thing to do to just be like, yeah, he's uh, super gay. And uh, wait a minute, doesn't he have a son? I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I'm not saying anything, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is this is the, the this is the full Cawthorn. This is just 
all your reprehensible shit that you've done before. The Republican primary base loves it. What can we hit you with that will get you voted out on in a primary? Oh, yeah. Just uh, accuse you of being gay and then bring up the groomer pet predator stuff and just do that little wink nod whisper campaign and then we can, <laughs> we can destroy you while also damaging LGBTQ and implying that they're all pedophiles. Man, talk, talk about bonus points. Boom. Win, win. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah, th- this is so. I mean, if it's true, it, it would be a thing where I'd be like, "He's a scumbag for so many other reasons." I really wouldn't care about this, but I just, I just had a feeling that once these idiots pulled this stunt with all of them refusing to vote McCarthy in, I mean, Bobert, but Bo- Bo- Bobert's shitty performance in the primary put her on super thin ice, anyways. But Gates trying to make himself the center of attention of like the I'll never vote for McCarthy. I'll resign my seat before I vote for him. That felt like he was putting himself in the in the crosshairs of a lot of people that would have an interest in seeing him like removed from office and replaced by some milk toast maga chud that will tow the McCarthy Trump party line a lot nicer. And I'm yeah, well, okay. But- so we, we've been pretty cool about it so far, but uh, let's let's jump in the sandbox and play. Uh, do we think that this is what that guy sinisterly whispered at Matt Gates uh, to get him to flip flop? <laughs> oh, I've seen a few. Uh, I've seen a few tweets about that. Someone like whispering to him about something, and some people were saying stuff like, "I know about your aid," or "What's the deal with Nestor?" I've seen a lot of tweets on that level where people are just sort of like. Yeah, we're coming for you. We 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 know. So you're gonna. I mean, to be fair, like, I, granted, like the clips I were seeing were out of context. I'm not gonna sit there and watch this whole hearing or whatever. But in those two minutes, Matt Gates looks. He looks like he gets Godfathered straight up. So, <laughs> and now that now that he, <laughs> the, he he apparently has his big quote unquote scandal coming down the pipeline, and that scandal being like. He's cheating on his wife, but it's like, yeah, most, like, a lot of you guys have done that. I can't imagine that's going to sink your boat. And they're just like, dude, we mentioned it's with a guy! Like, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. That, like, that, now that that's happening, like, what, what, like, a month after he got Godfather whispered to and flip-flopped. So, do you feel like, it, it sort of seems like a situation where maybe somebody else had that information and decided to leak it anyway? Or maybe the person who, who Godfathered him just decided to say fuck him anyway? Right. Yeah, that's what it feels. That's what it really feels like to me. It 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 just thinks that people are like, this guy's a loose cannon. Like, there's no need for this. We can just grab some any any state rep or state senator from his district in Florida and primary him, and they'll they'll do whatever DeSantis wants them to do and whatever Trump wants them to do. And this grandstanding frat boy who has plenty of legitimate uh scandals around him, anyways, we can just uh kick him out we can just get him out of the boys club and get our you know the uh family thanks you for your service blam yes and now you're dead (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah uh, it's like we on this side have our own conspiracy theories and man this one doesn't feel like much of conspiracy theory they just they're like you either fall down for this or we get you for something else you've done I, I mean, I, it seemed like it, it always seemed like it was just a matter of time for Gates, right? It's, it's it yeah. seemed impossible up front that he wasn't already actually like under investigation officially or behind bars or whatever for that sex trafficking thing. So, like, 
it sucks that this might be the thing that finally does him in because him being gay or bisexual is like wildly irrelevant to a lot of shit, uh, which again, that's, that's even more foreshadowing. Look at me. I'm like a literary genius, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, like, it's just like, it sucks that this might be the thing that takes him down, but he's a piece of shit. So like, if he goes away, that's gotta be good for everyone anyway. When you, when you fail in the correct direction, uh, like, yeah, it's, it's getting Al Capone for tax evasion. I mean, it's just, Hey, Whatever, whatever, it, whatever it happens to be that results in you getting your comeuppance, like fine, you, you, you've accrued so much chromatic debt. I don't care how it gets paid, just so long as it gets paid. And also, like Al Capone, I wouldn't be surprised if Matt Gates has syphilis. <laughs> exactly. For the record, he might have has, syphilis. Has had, probably not untreated. Like no, he probably likes to keep it around. He's a real freak yeah. like that. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of a real freak, uh, nothing, gets, nothing gets freakier than taking home secret documents you're not supposed to have access to outside it, of controlled it environments. It does seem to be very trendy right now. Oh, dude, it is blowing up. It is the uh, the squirreling away of top secret classified documents challenge. Everybody get get ready to get ready to see who's doing the flossing dance for the challenge this week. Turns out it's Mike Pence, I guess. <laughs> yes. For more information on this. Mike Grades, tell us about Mike Prince is doing a flossy dance. He's doing, he's doing the he's doing a Dougie. Oh, oh, he is doing all of these things. He's hitting the gritty. He's doing everything. All all the latest trends now result in Mike Pence. And what's really funny about this is Pence had been interviewed about this previously, and he was like, "Oh no, sir, no, no classified documents." Yeah, I never, yeah, I never, not me, not once. Like nope. literally, have him yeah. dead to rights saying, "I've nobody never has taken programmed it. me to take illicit documents home, therefore I cannot do it." <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just word for word. I have never taken home classified documents. Like we found classified documents at your house. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Pence is our latest, uh, latest and greatest person in the uh, classified documents uh, scandal. And the funny part about this is that on Truth Social, which Trump is still tethered to, even though there were all kinds of reports that he was about to make his traffic return to Twitter any day now. <laughs> um, Trump put out a truth declaring that Mike Pence is innocent and has done nothing wrong and leave Mike Pence alone which was a re- weirdly stirring endorsement of the man Trump had tried to have killed a couple of years ago. And QAnon reacted to this by being like, why is Trump like freaking out about Pence like being innocent? And of course, could it because- be maybe to make himself look better? Cause he is currently sort of under investigation for trying to get that man killed a year ago. <laughs> 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 and uh, so the, the basically the consensus on QAnon was that uh, Trump is doing this as like 5D chess to like force the deep state to continue to pour over the fact that like unlike Trump and uh, unlike Biden and Pence who once they found the documents were like oh oh dear I I have some documents let me give them back to you Mr Government let, let take care of those take care of those right away they should not have been my possession my apologies uh, Trump was like yeah I got these documents and I ain't fucking giving them back to you you pieces of shit how you like them apples. Oh, what you're gonna raid my my fucking estate slash hotel slash whatever it is? Oh, that's bullshit, you clowns, you pricks. Uh, besides the fact that like like Biden and Pence like kind of followed the rules on this shit, and Trump didn't. They they just think that like Trump wants the government to come after him because they're he's gonna hit him with the jujitsu and reveal like <laughs> more documents in more people's hands and um. 
One of the things that makes me laugh so much when I read all this shit that QAnon people post is that Biden is the president. He is, he should be literally, they should just wake up in the morning and go to bed at night, seething with rage at Joe Biden, the evil deep state president. But I've seen a bunch of these guys being like, oh man, now that Trump's like doing this shit. Remember when he was talking about presidential libraries? Oh man, they're going to get Obama on the documents. Yeah, it's going to be Obama. And it's like, what what would what would matter if they got Obama on the documents? Like he was president a dog's age ago. His political relevance is showing up on TV to make you mad because you get to be like, oh, there's that black guy that was president once. God damn it. I'm so mad that that happened. But it's uh, like. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. Like yeah. in their very minor defense, they are the president, vice president, president and president. Everything that touched their desk was probably in some way classified, but there are flavors of classified that we've talked about. And then there's the reasons why you took them. Importantly, Trump, uh, Trump, the trunk, Trump, a hundred percent took them at a minimum to brag, like to show, look at these cool nuclear secrets I have. That's the best interpretation of what he took. And his shit was extra double secret classified top tippity top. Now, we Although, don't, do, I, does this count as being devil's advocate? And if so, I guess somebody has to do it. So it might as well be me. It might as well be me. Like, I feel like this means we should probably get an, an audit of all of our top secret documents, right? Like, I feel like whoever's like the archives or whatever, who's whoever's responsible for that, whatever you're doing, stop that. And let's do a little, let's do a little top secret document audit. Let's make sure that we have all of our nuclear secrets and shit like where they're supposed to be. Yes. A hundred percent. There's got to be a whole crew of people whose jobs is, uh, Hey, where are the nuclear secrets? Like, can you touch them right now? No? Okay, go find them. Because <laughs> he had fucking interest in a box at Mar-a-Lago. Like, I don't know what uh, old Joe had next to the Camaro in the garage. A locked garage, as he let us all know. But, like, to devil's advocate a little, and I'm not saying it was okay. He's the fucking president. Everything he touches is like, uh, well, that's kind of classified. So, but like, and I don't know what Pence had either. Maybe it's yeah. not a big deal, but. Yeah. I remember when Clinton was president uh, twice, they lost components of the nuclear football. Uh, so there, there's this part of the nuclear football called like the biscuit. And you have to like insert that into the other thing that makes the nukes kill everybody. Yeah. And apparently the biscuit went like missing for like three months during Clinton's administration. And they didn't want to tell the military they fucked up. And then at one point the military found out and they were like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they like fixed it. And they were like, please do not lose our ability to launch either a first strike or retaliatory strike against Russia should they decide to end the world. Because it would be really embarrassing to just find out, oh wait, only America's going to get blown off the map. Mutually assured destruction no longer applies because we're not going to destroy Russia. They just win. They just win the nuclear war. Oops. So like, <laughs> This kind of clown shoes bullshit has been going on for forever. Yeah. It, it's, it's baffling uh, that like 
I don't know. The Secret Service has a lot of jobs, but maybe they just need to at the end of every day and like, okay, Mr. President, Mr. Vice President, empty out your pockets. <laughs> hold up in your bag. No, those can't leave the building. You stay here. Like, like the there was a brief period where I worked at GameStop, and at the end of every shift, uh, hell knows, we had to stand in front of the camera and get patted down and make sure we weren't taking anything from big, mean company. Uh, and apparently, we just need to do that with our presidents and our vice presidents. Just like, open up your bag. What do you have? No, that can't leave the building. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. Might as well be the Secret Service. The moral of the story is to make sure you know where your shit is and keep your shit secure. And for more on that, let's talk about our good friend, George Santos, if that is his real name, which it may not be. <laughs> uh, another another dynamite. Uh, I mean, God, what a, what an absolute hit maker this guy is. Thank God, thank God somehow he got elected into office. Uh, because this week, yet another insane George Santos lie slash scandal. Mike, drumroll, please. What do we have this week? <laughs> so uh, what we originally had, which was uh, George Santos uh, basically being outed as a Brazilian drag queen uh, named Katara Revanche. Uh, <laughs> Santos has uh, originally Santos denied this story, even though photos of the drag queen and him are literally the office meme of they're the same picture. It's just, it's him. There's like no two ways about this. And apparently after that, he then just sort of claimed that it was a carnival or a festival and he was just quote unquote having fun. So he doesn't know why everyone's like so mad that, that this, this wasn't an <laughs> This wasn't a long-term thing that he did, even though uh, he was wearing a pretty elaborate dress and makeup and everything in this uh, quote-unquote one time that he did this, which again, no one's judging it, George. All the other terrible things you've done, this is sort of like the funny, silly, hilarious thing that you've done. And uh, after this uh, whole thing came out, he also claimed that he was the target of an assassination attempt. Um which uh, I is just like, I don't know who would want to or who has tried to uh, kill this poor man. But uh, the attempt on his life failed, but he did have his shoes stolen from him uh, while he was on Fifth Avenue. So the assassins were like, damn it, we couldn't kill him, but quick, grab his shoes. And then they yoinked his shoes and ran away. And we're like, ah. The assassin appears to be a, like a Japanese high school bully from an anime. <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, wow. What? Just, just another, another wild turn uh, for this guy. Uh, my advice to George Santos would just be like, I've seen the video and the pictures. Dude, just go back to Brazil and be a drag queen. You look like you were fucking loving it. You look yeah. like you're the time of your life down there. What? You look like you're yeah. having fun, and it's probably the coolest thing you've done. You could just lean into it. Uh, but no, you're, you're on the right. And this is like, you guys are constantly protesting drag queen story time and shit like that and using it in your groomer narratives. So how are you, how are you a Brazilian drag queen and then you get into conservative American politics? Yeah. That pipeline. Oh boy. I don't, I want a completely, the, the, the human brain is like impressive and terrifying in equal measure. I desperately want the unauthorized biography of this guy so we could just track his journey because it sounds utterly fascinating. 
And also, uh, he disclosed to the Federal Elections Committee that a bunch of money that was given to his campaign as a quote-unquote personal loan from himself to the campaign wasn't, <laughs> wasn't actually his own money. So, and he hasn't explained where the money came from, but it came from somewhere that was not him. So another little oopsie-doopsie on his paperwork. So He, he also, uh, I think it was yesterday, put a POW MIA flag out in front of his office just for like no reason. And he definitely did not serve in the military at any time. Uh, and so it seems like a little weird virtue signaling whatever, like he's a prisoner of war. It's weird. The one thing, I, the only thing I take away from that was I saw a bunch of people on uh, QAnon media talking about how like they're like, oh, now no embassy is going to fly any flag but the American flag, so there's going to be no BLM flags or gay pride flags, and finally we're getting to, like, the like the right, the good stuff. And, and immediately in my head I was like, the first little, like, sub-flag that ever got flown below the American flag was the POW-MIA flag, and that was a hardcore right-wing support the troops, like, uh, you bastards turned your back on us in Vietnam – kind of thing so like but then donald trump came along and now they hate uh now they hate prisoners of war remember oh right yes he, prefer- he prefers his war heroes <laughs> uncaptured yes yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> on the not- list of things that should have just been the end of it like right there i i just love the idea of in my head i'm just thinking of the pow mia flag company hearing trump say that they're like god damn it guy just like throws a chair through a window he's like we're ruined our new maggot, our new evil overlord of the Republican Party hates POWs. Our flag sales are going to plummet. Son of a bitch. <laughs> they, they, create a, they create a new flag of like the silhouette of a soldier and it's just says, don't get captured. If you do, you suck. And it's just like, that's the new flag. We fly below the American flag. Uh, Sp- the- Speaking of things that should have been the end of a political career and simultaneously getting back on topic. Like how many wild at this point that he this guy's like that weird politician character from Parks and Rec where it's just like the <laughs> just the most outlandish just insane scandal stuff like dropping like literally like possible fake identities and all falsified credentials and everything like top to bottom is all a scam and also secretly a Brazilian drag queen like is this the end of Santos and if not. How do you think you elev- like? Is does he have a cooler or weirder skeleton in his closet than this? <laughs> I, I mean, it, it seems like it, it seems impossible at this point. He's like a clown car of scandals. Like it just never stops. Like the next scandal, the next, it, it, it's unrelenting. I do, I do think the man is incapable of shame, and he is just going to just let this blow over. And unless. Unless the Republican Party actually gets the spine to actually vote to expel him from the House, which I think McCarthy is loath to do because he has such a tiny majority as it is. And if he were to generate an open seat there, the Democrats would aggressively pounce on it and it would be a very hard fought uh, campaign for that seat. So I feel like he's just going to like put his head down and be a representative until uh, this time uh, two years from now. 
where he will have been a lame duck because whenever the Republican primary in New York is, he will lose. I mean, it will, <laughs> that will be, it will be, that'll be one of those elections they call as soon as the polls close. And now it is eight o'clock in New York and George Santos has lost. Uh, yes, we are reporting, having looked at no votes. George Santos has lost his run for re-election. He is... The, the, just right jumps into the ring and goes, one, two, three. And then just hangs yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> whoever, whoever was on the mat like, like sits up and is all like bewildered, like looking, yeah. like, all looking around like, oh, what, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Vince, Vince McMahon just ran in here wearing a ref shirt and just gave me the quick recount. That was that. Yep, boom. Yeah, <laughs> it is... Yeah, so I honestly think that because Republicans are spineless and Santos is shameless that... We are going to have uh, two glorious years of this idiot as a representative. And I, again, it, so two years of him actually holding office and a year and like, I don't know, seven months of him not being a lame duck before he is crushed in the primary. So that's my take. I mean, I'll be well, stuck. Uh, jo- jo- joke's on you. He, they're going to kick his ass out tomorrow because I happen to be breaking news. I heard that he might be having an affair with his secretary, who's Ooh. a m- 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 man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's that's yeah. That's all. That, that that's the, that's the line. That's the, that's the only line you can cross where Republicans will finally finally get a little like uh, put their back into it and be like, okay, now it's time we got to uh, we got to move here because that's that's unacceptable. Just it, it, it really I, I do feel like in a lot of ways the Republican Party just cannot believe how quickly they lost the the, the lost on the issue of gay civil rights. Like it's gotta blow their minds because they were like, hey, we were we were stoking racism and hatred of black people for like over a century, and that was winning us votes and elections and everything was going great. And then we saw gay people wanting rights and the Democrats started to warm up to it. We were like, oh man, now we're gonna get like a century of hating gay people. It's gonna be great. And then it's like smash cut to basically from like the nineties to now to it was like less than 30 years. And now everyone's like, yeah, gay people are just people. We're all cool with it. We're okay. And Republicans are like, no, how can you be okay with it? We had decades of votes lined up from this. No, why are you so tolerant, America? Stop it. No, you're wrong. Yeah, now they're, now they're fighting it on a state-by-state basis. Yeah, it's just uh, like they just cannot believe that America was just sort of like, you know, that shit we did to black people, that was wrong. We are not going to repeat that with gay people. We're going to get up to speed on equality a lot better this time around. Again, apologies to black people. We were terrible and that was awful. But uh, yeah, we're not we're going to be nicer to the gay people. And then the Republicans were just like, but our only brand is tax cuts for the rich and bigotry. You're, you're taking away one of our two cudgels and the tax cuts for the rich aren't really that popular. We got to kind of sneak that in under the bigotry. And it's like, yeah, you, you suck. You're a terrible party. You shouldn't exist. What do you even stand for? That's even remotely good. Like n- nothing the Republicans bring to the table is acceptable. Well, following that up with the the end of our uh, news segment for the week, we're going to continue on our when will it end watch, but this time our eyes turn to Twitter. Elon Musk's new private sandbox that he can't stop pooping in, Twitter. Uh, so what's going on with the the, the Twitter spiral of death this week? I, I didn't I didn't hear anything about Twitter's bad financials. I haven't uh, seen this one. Yeah, so uh, there's been reports out that year to date. Um, 
that they have lost about like 91% of their advertiser revenue income. That's a large percentage. Yes. So um, they, yeah, so they are, um, advertisers are fleeing the site left, right, and center. They're just absolutely running around. Actually, I'm looking at the headline now. It says ad spending on Twitter falls by over 70% in December. So yeah, so year to date from last like uh, December two years ago to last December, the uh, people paying Twitter for ads declined by over 70%. So um, Elon and his, let's give Nick Puentes another shake. Kanye, come back here for a few minutes. Get a cup of coffee. Oh, wait. Oh, no. His whole act apparently is literal poison for advertisers. And they're just sort of like, no, we 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 don't want to be a party to this shit. So um, thank you for your service, Elon, but we will be taking our money elsewhere. And uh, since that's the only way Twitter is doing anything involving monetization, uh, this is how you would say incredibly bad for the company. So <laughs> what? I just, the blue check marks aren't bringing in the money? Uh, weird. It's really odd. Yeah, oh, I, I see. I see now because uh, another another advert another headline says seventy one percent. So that's where I got the ninety one percent from. My stupid brain. Either way, numbers. catastrophic numbers. If you've lost that much in advertisement, yes, uh, money like anything over like I, anything in the double digits loss in advertising is uh like enough to send a boardroom into fucking panic. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there, yeah. So Twitter is doing a real bang up job. Elon, again, yeah. if, if, for, for everyone who's, who everyone who forgets this, Elon was forced into buying Twitter because when he was just like swinging it, swinging his malformed penis around screaming, I'm the richest man in the world. I can buy this dumb social media platform if I so choose to do so. And then Twitter was like, Hey, would you buy us for $44 billion? He's like, sure. I could do that. I'll even sign this contract, like waving my rights to like do any due diligence about this. Boom. There's my name on the contract. See, I just bought it. And then he's like, suckers. No, I didn't. And they're like, no, you, put your name on the contract. This is Delaware. Delaware enforces contract law incredibly aggressively. You are buying this now. You know, I was like, no, I'm not. They're like, yeah, you are. And he's like, fuck, I'm buying it. So like, just, he did not want to own this company that he is now, that is now an albatross around his neck that he is just being dragged, uh, dragged down with. He is fucked. And Twitter is also fucked. So, uh, I can't wait for our new ownership on Twitter in the next 18 months or so when Elon sells this thing for literal pennies on the dollar because there's no way he's getting out of this without like getting absolutely annihilated. Sell it to the Saudis like the WWE. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, no, cuz it's it's not going to be it's not going to be worth enough to be sold to the Saudis. It's going to be more like uh <laughs> like like Warner Media Group is going to pick it up. Like they snatched up all those websites and they just it's going to be like I think it's like ah, remember Twitter? Remember back when yeah. Twitter was good before it was all listicles and shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, the top 10 reasons why Twitter failed. Number 5 will shock you. Start slideshow. Cl- click through to multiple pages worth of ad revenue. please do it please 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 we've determined that people can look at eight ads for every 10 posts before they go insane so here we go (laughs) oh like hey uh elon again 
put me on the payroll. First of all, give me one million United States dollars, and I'll stop talking about your deformed penis because it's deformed. Uh, and also, then put me on payroll as a good idea coordinator because here's my good idea: uh, just make it a porn thing. Like it's it's the what it used to be is dying, but people still still love love boobies and big peens. So like, get it, get a, get after it. Tumblr really fumbled the bag. I know that they're trying to defumble that bag, but. Elon could swoop in there, make Twitter a dedicated porn thing, and then ten years from now we'd be reading a Wired article about like the the porn rebranding of Twitter. What a genius masterstroke! <laughs> uh, after the Dallas Cowboys lost their uh, football game this past weekend, uh, Cowgirls was trending on Twitter, and <laughs> literally, literally, it was all Stephen nice. A. Smith and pornography. It was literally just. Scrolling through it, it's just Stephen A. Smith swagger walking, cut to porn, more Stephen A. Smith, more porn. I, I thought you like, were going to say that Twitter is already a porn thing because after the Dallas Cowboys lost, they went on Twitter and totally fucked their their quarterback. <laughs> which was just the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh boy, just what an abs oh my god. Just to take it take it, Jack. Take all of it straight from the franchise, baby. <laughs> Well, and the thing was, is like Dak was like the guy that got hit the the, the third hardest on that play because Ezekiel Elliott, the poor guy that snapped the ball, got trucked. Then Dak is getting killed as he throws a pa- as he throws an absolute hospital ball. Oh no, I'm not talking about a clip. I was talking about oh. what the organizer t- tweeted out about how it was just oh, like, oh yeah, now I remember. Hey, well, 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 oh, we we said it's Dak Prescott's fault because he sucks. <laughs> Oh, yeah, now I remember what you're saying. Oh my god, yeah, that was that was wild. Because <laughs> and some people were like, "Well, that wasn't that bad." And, and someone was saying they could have phrased this and just saying the, the Cowboys had a couple turnovers. No, they did not say that. They said Dak Prescott had a couple turnovers. Yeah, they literally threw him under the bus. I mean, there's no there's no reading that any other way. You would have no. to. You would have to be full of like weapons grade hopium. You would yeah. have to be a Dallas Cowboys fan. Is what I'm saying. Yes. But not read that in the way that it was intended, which is the organization coming down and just being like, we lost and it is Dak Prescott's fault. Yep. If you, it is a team-based sport, but if truly, if we could point the finger to one player who really fucked it this game, <laughs> it's our franchise quarterback. Yup. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Sick. B- yeah. Bold, bold strategy, Cotton. Yeah, exactly. That was wild. Oh, man. Between the, that uh, that last play just seared into my head so much, I've forgotten that they went on social media and destroyed him afterwards. Oh, my yeah, God. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the clip is fun, but I, no, nobody, hit, nobody hit old Dak as hard as his own organization did on social media. So, again, like, Maybe maybe that spirit can continue, but the porn version. If Elon really wants to turn this one around, because yeah. uh, his his bold plan for Twitter was to buy it and then come in and just be like, "It's not making enough money. I'm going to take all the steps necessary to make it make way less money." In fact, <laughs> I would like to make it so have it make so little money <laughs> that it's a total loss for me, and I have to either sell it or maybe it, it like if he was a genius, or if I was one of the people who was inclined to believe that he's a genius, which I am not. Uh, but if I was one of these Elon stands, I would think for sure that he is the producers in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, he figured out a way that he could turn this huge disaster into some sort of like tremendous money making scheme. And he's just like, it starts with buying Twitter and then cratering it. <laughs> 
he, you think he's trying to do a producers? He's, yeah. he's coming to make it fail. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Springtime for Fuentes. Yeah, I was <laughs> God damn it. I was about to say this. Is, <laughs> it's it, it, it's it's a springtime for Twitler was what I was gonna go for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are both good. I like the yeah. Fuentes. Fuentes one is a little is a nice callback. Uh, <laughs> before we go into the mailbag, I want to peek behind the curtain. L routinely writes up our show notes, and uh, I have here Lemony Santos's "A Series of Unfortunate Lies," and uh, that cracked me up quite a bit. So, <laughs> let our however many listeners we have all in behind the curtain there a lot. He's usually yeah. just trying to crack us up, and uh, it worked this time. Yeah, <laughs> nailed Gates, it. Gates. Uh, speaking of nailing it, let's see how well our wonderful fans have nailed our mailbag this year. Our <laughs> listeners got questions, we got answers. It's time for Q and A. Nail years worth of mail. No yes. big deal. Yeah. Uh, Xenofact asks, uh, "What's the universe's take on Mister Tate, the top G?" After watching several right wing fingers, uh, right wing figures defending a human trafficker and sex criminal, I'm curious as to what they are saying. Um, they have the mindset that uh, he is being set up and framed because he says all the magic words they want him to say, like "I'm being trapped oh, by the yeah. Matrix" and like "I always knew that they would come for me." And it's like, yo, we we literally have you on tape saying that you're moving to Romania because their laws are really lax and you can probably get away with sex trafficking there. And then, oh no, it turns out you couldn't. Son of a biscuit. And uh, Tate's now like, oh, the prison I'm in is so crummy and inhumane and it's awful. (laughs) It's like, Again, you went to this country because it's like its criminal laws were really scummy. I wonder what prison's like in Romania. Uh, I, I wonder. Right. I wonder. Like, I wonder how well his alpha energy played when he got into that prison. <laughs> yeah. Not, not because because well. imagine if he had gotten arrested like in like fucking New York City or whatever. <laughs> he'd be like, he'd be like, the, yeah, I'm an alpha. Walk into this prison, no big deal, alpha. And it's just like, dude, like half a dozen people are here because they have just freshly murdered people. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I have to imagine your uh, fellow inmates in a Romanian prison are not of the soft type. They're probably pretty bad dudes. If like the Romanian police were like, "Yeah, we can't let this guy on the streets. This guy is such bad news that we have to we have to get him." So, and again, like I think that the main reason why Tate got pinched by these people was that he was just so out and proud about the crimes he was committing that Romania was like, "Well, if this guy is gonna like literally give us a black." by being like oh come to Romania it's so corrupt you can sex traffic without any possible persecution they were like mm, we don't want that being part of our tourism campaign like the the Andrew Tate come here so you can exploit women for your for profit let's uh let, let, let's let's put the kibosh on that let's yeah. uh maybe shut that down so but but because he talks about the matrix and the, his enemies and he hates women, all that kind of stuff. Oh, and, and he also was like ranting and raving about Balenciaga. And he, Tate was kind of getting into that Illuminati shit towards before he got busted, talking about how like Hollywood's full of pedophiles and they got the symbolism and the bad stuff. So when he got arrested, it was just proof that the deep state was out to get him and silence him. And generally speaking, most of the QAnon promoters would do the whole thing where they're like, now I'm not so sure about these charges, but what I do know, and then getting into the whole thing about Trump, about Tate being a great truth teller and blah, blah, blah. So like, that's their kind of uh, their scam. Yeah. I mean, 
Tate is literally be has literally been recording, uh, b- been recorded saying I raped this underage girl. So anyone defending him, see Keemstar, is just has their head in the sand or just like bafflingly lost or wants to like get in on his grift. But back to the question, predictably, the Cuniverse's take on it is that obviously it can't be true because he is a non-liberal white male. So therefore, yeah, how, how, said, how, how can he be doing these crimes? And yeah. he says the Matrix a lot. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yep. Thank you for that question. Uh, Pancake Peasant asks, what's your hottest Warhammer take? Also, yes, we want to see your minis. Like That's more directed at you, Sarge, I would assume. Oh, uh, what's my hottest Warhammer take? Well, yeah, I, I really don't have, like, I think my, my hottest Warhammer take is mostly the fact that people don't get the fact that it's, like, skewing, like, skewing religion and, like, basically the right in America because the God Emperor and all of the heresies and all that kind of stuff are bad mm. things. It's all bad. Yes. There are no good guys in Warhammer. Everyone sucks. That's the point of the story. And, but so many people are like, oh, the space Marines fighting for our freedom. It's like, no, they're fighting for a theocracy that's oppressive and evil and crushes free speech. I mean, every, everyone sucks on this mythos. And that's the, that's the, that's the rub. That's the, like, the dystopian commentary they're going for with this. Yeah. And if you the, see it otherwise, you're wrong. The emperor literally said no religions. And then he, uh, uh, died and was put on the golden throne and they immediately deified him and turned him into a religion. Uh, so my hottest take, uh, a stupid third rail for the, the worst people in the community is, uh, female space marines and that a lot of people think there should be female space marines at this point because there were dumb lore reasons why there aren't but like no one wants boob armor they just want female models in the line and that i i think there should be female space marines but also warhammer 40k is satire so the fact that there aren't is yet more commentary, but I don't think we necessarily need to make commentary with little plastic war men. So, uh, I guess my hottest take is female space Marines. Yes. Uh, that if we had enough of an audience that would definitely like rustle the jimmies of some, some of the worst people. Um, I, I can understand that, but I mean, we have nuns with guns. We have an entire faction of women doing all kinds of crazy war shit that and they have the lore that like no man in the in the religion shall w- bear a weapon so then they just gave all the women the guns yeah so i mean like i i forget what their actual name is but I sisters of battle or the yeah, a, but, there's, a, but there's like a latin name adeptus that. sororitas there it is that's the name i was looking for yes uh, but yeah but uh the sisters of battle slash nuns with guns like like they're one of my favorite factions because they're just like it's like yeah that's exactly how uh humanity would get around a uh weapons restriction on males is just give them to the females and just have them start killing everybody. So. Yeah. And then, and then they, they play completely differently from any space Marine chapter because they refuse to use psychers because they're part of the, uh, uh, the Ordo hereticus. They spe- specifically, they're supposed to hunt rogue psychers and witches. So they refuse to use psychers and almost all space Marine chapters have librarians, which are psychers. 
So yeah. they play completely differently. So, um, it, yeah, and I guess if you do want to see my minis, they're not particularly good. Uh, but I have, I think, like 1,500 points worth of Eldar at this point. Uh, I will post a picture on my uh, Twitter that I don't use a lot. And uh, QAnon should love this the Elder because they actually have people that can gaze through the time streams to see the paths to yeah. victory for the Elder the exact same way Q can. Yeah, that 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 is part of their game mechanic. You get strands of fate dice. You roll at the beginning and you set them aside so you can change out dice rolls later. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they have Farseers, and that's their their whole thing. And they had a big legendary Farseer who only fucked up once and, like, kind of brought back a death god. But he was trying to do that, just not in the way he would. it ended up happening. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Deport Gamers asks, if you haven't already, have you considered doing an episode on MAGA communists like Hinkle and Haz? I don't know has. I've barely come in contact with Hinkle. I've dealt with, I mean, I more... What the hell is a mega communist even? I mean, God, could you imagine that dystopia? Holy shit. Yeah. Well, it, it's uh, basically this is like the kind of genre of uh, te- of uh, Glenn Greenwald and uh, Michael Tracy and Talibi uh, who got into the Twitter files. These people who pose as leftists who are like, now, Mr. Trump, who I do not support, and then they explain why Trump's actually righteous and good and why the people who don't like Trump are evil and bad. It's mm. like that kind of like bullshit anti-Democrat leftism where you pretend that you're on the left, but you just end up hating Democrats who are the only left center party in America. So you're only helping the right by doing what you're doing. And you know this, but you do it anyways, because fuck you, I got a fucking Patreon to shill for. And so like they, that's, that's the way these people kind of operate. And I see so many QAnon people talking about like how, even a committed leftist like Glenn Greenwald can see what's going on here. Or even Matt Talibi, who is a like, hardcore leftist, is proving Elon's point about Twitter being a cesspool of liberal lies. And it's like, no, these people branded themselves as liberals just to attack like Democrats from the left. But they just say the same right-wing talking points, like, all of it. But then they'll just be like, oh, yeah, I don't hate gay people. Or, oh, I think women should have access to abortions. Or, I like weed. <laughs> they just have, like, <laughs> this one little issue that makes them, quote-unquote, left. And it's like, no, you're you're not. Like, fuck off. It's bullshit. So uh, I'll have to dig into those other guys a little bit more. Maybe that'll be, like, a more committed thing I'll do uh, behind the Patreon paywall. So uh, uh, patreon.com slash politics. Boom. Ad plug. But, um that uh you know because like on these like the weekly show it's more like the current news so unless one of those guys like really makes a splash for themselves and gets makes it onto our radar i'm probably not ready to do a deep dive digging into mega QAnon leftists yeah for for regular weekly content uh the, the, it sort of balls in their court to to get the the shine mm. yeah well we we have uh we, we've morphed into sort of a topical news podcast over time it actually took us like six months before that happened and then, and then we've well, been doing that ever since so that, that was like a year and a half ago whatever yeah, it, yeah. It, it took q stopping posting on the regular yeah, yeah. Q, fu- q fucked off and then it turns out that uh in the wake of q fucking off uh, a big insurrection happened and some other like very q related stuff it was very easy to stop just spreading the like like busting on the word of q which is yes. still very dumb and we can get back to doing that for bonus content at some point too. 
but yeah that would require actually getting together to record bonus content which is coming dear readers i assure you yeah uh, but it was, but I'm I'm back in the solo bonus content uh, stuff. So yeah, but uh, nobody wants that, Mike. Nobody cares. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Everyone's here for Sarge. <laughs> yep, this is true. This is for sure. My, it's my fault. It's my fault. <laughs> uh, so uh, Cleodora Silvestri, the Hellworld Grand Inquisitor, asks, "What's your estimate on Mike Lindell finally running out of money after spending years funding grifters who can spell Oof. a gullible mark?" Who will believe any tall tale you feed him so long as it ends with the words, "And that's how Trump was made president again." Well, I think, I, really, I, think uh, I think our as a show our fondest hope would be if he just gave his last few dozens of millions to us. Yes. So Devil's advocate, Mike Lindell, play both sides. Sh- show that you're a real, true American patriot who's willing to have a, a, a rational discourse and give us the rest of your millions of dollars. Uh, I'm in favor of that, and please do it before the Dominion lawsuit destroys you, because yeah, I think yeah. that's good. Because as much as like the right wing grifters are just like sucking on the teat of Mike Lindell, and that's kind of a slow burn. If uh, he loses that Dominion lawsuit, he's probably looking at Alex Jones levels of beatdown on that front. Because uh, well, that has nothing to do with us. We have always loved Dominion, and we've always said that we love <laughs> Dominion. <laughs> yes. And, and to any lawyers in the future who might be listening to this, God knows we all love Dominion, and we think that their their systems are very secure and safe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, they, yeah, that train is coming. Gonna pull yeah. the station eventually for Mike Mundell. Hell, I mean, Fox News is scared about their uh, exposure to the Dominion lawsuits that they're facing, and they they got more money than Lindell does. So it's like, and to whoever Dominion's competitors are in the future, to you, I say that your system sucks and are very insecure, and you helped elect a fraudulent president. And uh, you know, let's get back to Dwayne the Rock Johnson, twenty thirty or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, uh, Johnson twenty eight. That's 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 the dream now. So <laughs> no, it's a twenty thirty. It's two years into a presidency because we have to strip the presidency from a sham. You see? Oh right. Yes. And we're going to replace it with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, a friendly face that we can all trust. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and the left would be into his policy, and the right would not care because he's the Rock. Yes. <laughs> he will. The, he's the Rock that will unify us. Here's the whole thing. I mean, can, can you imagine the average American conservative actively rebuffing one of the world's most popular and famous wrestlers of all time? Uh, hey, Donald Trump took a, to- a stone cold stunner. So I mean, and it was awful, and he got yes. elected. Yes, The Rock had much better cells. The Rock is definitely the better <laughs> choice here. Um, so, uh, thank you for the question. Me bad asks, uh, Pink Floyd's 50th anniversary for dark side of the moon recently started another round of go woke, go broke bullshit. So what tell me you've never listened to the band without telling me is better Pink Floyd or rage against the machine. Rage against the machine for sure. Uh, rage is what I kind of grew up with. I, I've never gotten into Pink Floyd that much. So like, I'm, just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be up front here. I just think Rage Against the Machine is music I enjoy more than Pink Floyd. I don't want to listen yeah. to Pink Floyd. Like I've listened yeah. to a lot of Pink Floyd. My grandmother loved them, and I did the thing when I first discovered weed. The person getting me into weed was just like, "We gotta get high, listen to Dark Side, man." And then, of course, the second course of that was like, "We gotta watch Dark Side. We gotta watch Wizard of Oz. Sing up to Dark Side while getting high, man." So I've done all that shit, and I'm here to tell you. I could go the rest of my life without listening to Pink Floyd and be perfectly fine. But if I had to go the rest of my life without hearing Rage Against the Machine, I would be slightly bummed out. I was like, I could, I'd be like, hey, let, me, let me squeeze one more in real quick. One for the road. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I've never listened to all that much Pink Floyd, so like, I it would have to be Rage just for me because I, like L, have listened to quite a bit more Rage Against the Machine. Uh, I, I think the lead singer of Rage Against the Machine is an asshole, but uh, neither here nor there. I enjoy their music more than Pink Floyd's, like. But, Although yeah. to be fair, so to be fair, I, I think the spirit of the the spirit of the question, or I guess actually the uh, intention of the question, is who's missing the point more, and that is a little harder to answer. Like taking the your your preference out of it, because Rage Against the Machine put themselves in a position where they they themselves are sort of like they're very commercially successful for a band that is about Rage Against the Machine. And I'm certainly not the first person to make this point, obviously, because it's just very obvious when you're just like, it's like Rage Against the Machine on their mega arena tour, like, like you know, multi-times platinum record selling, deeply entrenched in the machine, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Ticketmaster invites you to buy Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Rage Against the Machine, sponsored by Truly. It's like, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. Yeah, I... Yeah, the I, but also I think it's also the point that uh, people are like, I can't believe Pink Floyd is like woke, and then they're like, I'm listening to Rage. It's like Rage, Rage was like so left they hated Democrats and Republicans equally up until Trump, and then Rage was like, whoa, 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 we got to vote for Biden, guys. Like even us, the the nutty guys that were supporting Ralph Nader back in 2000, even for us, we've come to the point where we've had our come to Jesus moment, and now we we have to vote for Sleepy Joe because Trump is a bridge too far for America. I do have to but, say that I, I I was just trying to give them slightly the benefit of a doubt, but yeah. the the new Pink Floyd thing is like so insanely stupid that. Taking music taste, like taking my personal taste out of the equation, I think I have to give it to the Pink Floyd thing, just because watching people lose their minds over the rainbow iconography that up up until the gay movement took it, I believe would have been most identified to everyone via the Pink Floyd album cover. Like (laughs) uh, the fact that people were just like, Pink Floyd's going woke with this fucking rainbow shit. I don't get it, man. It's just like, dude, what? (laughs) What are you talking about? It's one of the most iconic pieces of like pop art in history. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Holy shit. Like and and how and you can't even call them boomers cuz boomers should know. Yeah. Boomers should know more than me. <laughs> My grandma was a boomer and she loved Pink Floyd. <laughs> And this brings us to our secret question from Chairman Walkman, who sent me another list of questions because we uh-huh. ran out of the previous list. And uh, his the first question is, is there any particular art form you find to be the most moving, film, paintings, music, etc.? <sighs> um, probably comics, uh, just because it's affected me the most. I've read some comics and that have genuinely moved me. And then after that, the written word in novels. So th- those two for me are the most moving. And it uh, dif- in no oh, particular. Sorry, I, th- I thought you were done. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, for me, it would be uh, music by a landslide. Um, but uh, after music, I think surprisingly, it would be like physical art. 
specifically paintings. Uh, if only because they don't all really tickle me, like, or whatever, move me emotionally. But the ones that do, it's just such a unique experience because there's something, like, there's something to it that really can't be that properly communicated that you don't, that you get from, like, the texture of seeing real brush strokes versus, like, seeing an image on a TV. Like, there's something that it is communicating that is difficult to put into words. So it's really arresting when something, when like, a, like, when, like, a painted portrait or whatever, like, grabs me. Like, I'll just be like, oh, my God, I have to go look at that. And then, like, I'll go look at it, and I'll just, like, regard it for a while in a way that, like, I don't do with other media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I would also say music for me is number one. And uh, when uh, when Sarge brought up comics, I was just sort of like, what written medium or something like that really has ever hit me? And uh, immediately it popped into my head of Mouse. And I was just like, yeah, I remember like a comic uh, about the Holocaust with an allegory about dogs and cats and mice. And I was just, and it, it sounds so trite, but it was just like, God damn that, like that comic really stuck with me like for forever. So I would probably say that like of uh, things that I've read, that was probably the most like impactful thing that ever hit me uh, besides music. Music is again, number one of a bullet. It, it, it like just, mm just absolutely gets to me. I mean, uh, look at my timeline and the way I react to the garbage. So that's just, yeah, that's the kind of thing. It's just music has always been there for me that, in that way. Yeah. And I've just got like rhythm in my blood. It's weird. Like, I feel like if I wasn't such a, a heavyweight dude, I would like maybe have like been really into dance or whatever. I'm just constantly bipping and bopping. Uh, much of the chagrin of some of my shire partners over the years. <laughs> Because <laughs> we'll just we we will we will just be out in public and I will spontaneously just be grooving like I'm on fucking psychedelics or whatever and it's just because I just have like I just have rhythm in me and like sometimes I just want to dance or like I'll get a song stuck in bed I'm just like yeah fucking I love music let's let's get moving <laughs> and my partner's are always just like dude what is wrong with you we're in a restaurant. <laughs> And that brings us to our final question, which is, what are you guys looking forward to? Uh, looking forward to the Chiefs probably losing to the Bengals. They seem to be uh, our kryptonite. Like the Bengals. That old musical group? They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs? The Bengals? Yes. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think that might be the most accent I've ever heard you put on a word. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, theater of the mind for all you peek behind the curtain. I'm wearing my Joe Burrow jersey right now. So, and this was done to trigger Sarge, and he no sold me the entire show. So, you usually wear a good jersey. Yeah, but you didn't notice the particular jersey I was wearing today. You didn't see the nines on my shoulders. Yeah. Theater of the mind for the audience. I am riding a burrow, and I have the <laughs> like as I have like a steady cam rig mounted to my massive body. <laughs> Riding a burrow. He, uh, it's like that uh, that iPhone 14 commercial of the mom running sideways with the shaky phone, and the camera, the picture's like smooth. Anyways, so yes, exactly but to right. represent uh, to represent Sarge's team, I also have like one of those like pixelated mosaic sensor things like over my forehead and above, and through the pixelation, you might be able to make out a headdress of some kind. It's really difficult to say what's back there because whatever it is would be probably really insensitive, but I, I am representing for Kansas city and the chiefs there. 
Because like, I, like you, I, I couldn't even be dressed like a cop because nobody likes them either. You know what I mean? So like, what else is chief? <laughs> so hard. <sighs> Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. I am excited. Uh, I, I am actually starting a new. I get to play in a new tabletop role playing game uh, set in the Roaring Twenties uh, using the Savage World system. We are playing a low level superhero game, sort of like a nineteen twenties League of Extraordinary Gentlemen or Umbrella Academy or what have you. And I'm pretty excited about that. It's pretty good. I love. I love a nice role playing. I'm a big fan of it. That that sounds awesome. I am I am very jealous of you. Uh, I am looking forward to also the sports ball this weekend. Uh, that will be fun. We have like three games left before the cold winter of no actual uh, football, which makes me very sad. And uh, I'm also looking forward to yeah. It's fact- gonna it's gonna suck where you have to watch your fucking uh, your your local hockey team high step their way into the ice equivalent of the end zone. <laughs> It is it is hilarious the embarrassment of riches Boston has right now between the Celtics and Bruins. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I'll have to like live off the thin gruel of the two best teams in their respective sports playing in Boston. Oh, the pain, the pain I feel. Um, and also, I get to um, just uh, go through the rigmarole of uh, dealing with. Uh, requirements for working in my industry and all the stuff that is involved making sure that I stay legal and don't uh, lose my job, which is uh, a process. It's a thing that is super annoying. Regulations are super annoying and boring. And uh, once I'm done with that in the next week or two, I won't have to deal with that for a while, which is always nice. So I'm looking forward to that. All right. So sorry. Uh, da, 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 da. So that's going to do it for this week's episode <laughs> of the uh, Adventures in Hell World podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And it's time for us to boot scoot out of here. Uh, this week we're going to do it on uh, Razor scooters because I like uh, the way us lads would look on some Razor scooters. So we're Razor scootering out of Hell World for the week. Thank you so much for supporting the show uh, with your listens. If you'd like to continue to support the show, uh, feel free to give us a five star review wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, massage the algo for us and tell them that you think that we're pretty cool if you have money and you want to give it to us uh we have our grubby little mitts out reaching for it and uh, like doing that motion where you just close and open them like a like a tiny child please give us your monies and you can do that by visiting our patreon at patreon.com slash poker politics uh there are many donation tiers but out of all of them the one you want to hit is at least five dollars because that is the one that is going to give you access to all of our bonus content uh, including our series such as Cabalin and what we do at our shadows and mules errand and queen when we get back to it and all sorts of fun and frivolity. So go check that stuff out. Uh, you can just tip your dealer for $2. We'll be just thankful. But if you want those bonus content episodes, go ahead and give us $5 a month and get all that shit. It'll be a good time. If you have money, you don't want to give it to us because we are a gaggle of dickheads. We are totally cool with that. You can do some good with it by donating it to a charity of your choice. We suggest love146.org. They're an organization whose vision is the end of child trafficking and exploitation. Really stick it to the QAnon people by doing what they refuse to and actually taking a stand against the trafficking and exploitation of children and people in general. Uh, it's just not great. Shout out and thank you as always to DJ Minimal Effort who's still not on social media. Fuck him, uh, but we love him. <laughs> Uh, and also shout out to our buddy Frosty, uh, who you can find on Twitter at FrostyVO until Twitter turns into a cold black hole of nothingness. We are also on Twitter until it turns into a cold black hole of nothingness. And you can find us uh, as a show at Hellworld with a Q instead of an O. I'm at Hellworld L, spelled the same way as the show. 
Sarge is at Sergeant Hell, and Mike Rains is, of course, at Poker Politics. So, for another successful episode of the Adventures at Hell World podcast, I have been one of your hosts, the Mysterious L, joined as most of the time recently by our not so mysterious Sarge and our expert in all things QAnon crazy, Mr. Mike Rains. Good to be patriots. Yeah. <laughs>